We are on the bottom of Ksubis Dalid Omid Aleph. And so we were just discussing the case where uh, the wedding is quickly done right after they made all the preparations for the wedding and then one of the parents passed away. And there's this big question of what do we do now? Do we have the wedding? Do we do the funeral? When is Shiva? One of the seven days of mourning? One of the seven days of celebration of the Shavu Brachos? And so we mentioned how uh, in the scenario where there's going to be a significant financial loss involved, so then it's better for us to have the wedding right away and then to bury uh, the deceased and then to have Shavu Brachos first and then to have the Shiva, the seven days of mourning. And within that, the Gemara said, Amar Mar, this is just what the Gemara is uh, repeating a line from the Brisa, and we'll now analyze it. Uh, the Gemara said that for all 14 days, as we pointed out before, for all 14 days, in the last recording, uh, that for all 14 days, uh, they cannot have sexual relations. And where does this come from? So Messiah, Leila Rabbi Yochanan, Da'am Rabbi Yochanan, this uh, supports Rabbi Yochanan, because Rabbi Yochanan says, Even though, uh, if you have, let's say, a parallel scenario, a very interesting scenario where um, a, uh, a, 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 a parent passes away or a relative passes away on the holiday itself, on during the Chag, during the holiday of Pesach or Sukkot, uh, so then we we bury them, but we don't start to shivel till afterwards. Nevertheless, it would seem from our Gemara, it's interesting because the Rambam, Maimonides, disagrees, but uh, you have to understand where the Rambam is coming from. But the, the simple explanation of our Gemara is that in such a scenario, scenario, it's also a case where we sort of push off the shiva. The shiva doesn't start till after uh, the regal, after the holiday. But nevertheless... Uh, certain aspects that are done in private, we do want them to keep, such as this idea of refraining from sexual relations. Um, so that should also apply during the during the regal. And so, so too, just like it applies during the regal, during the holiday, so too in this scenario where there's Shavar Brachos first, and then there's the seven days of mourning, so during the Shavar Brachos, they also should refrain from uh, sexual relations. And they should, they should keep uh, certain aspects of the mourning uh, the private aspects of mourning, they should they should maintain those during those seven days of celebration. Again, it's a very difficult scenario where they're celebrating. At the same time, they're also uh, observing some of the laws of mourning. Um, just, uh, just to explain this a little bit further, uh, we know that during Shiva, every Shiva is seven days. So Shabbos is usually, uh, is, is <laughs> not usually, it always is found within the, the Shiva. So sh- Shabbos counts as one of the days. Uh, and and there's a big discussion in the Gemara about what they should observe on Shabbos in terms of the laws of mourning, what they shouldn't observe on Shabbos in terms of the laws of mourning, things that are in private they should observe when it comes to Shabbos. When it comes to the holidays, the holidays is really the Chagim, of Pesach, Shavuot, Sukkot, um, uh, perhaps also Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur. Uh, these are these are holidays where it's actually different than Shabbos. Shabbos, the the key theme is not necessarily one of simcha, of rejoicing and happiness. That is a central theme when it comes. There's a concept of onik Shabbos, of of the delight of Shabbos, of menuchos Shabbos, of resting on Shabbos. But the concept of simcha is really of of happiness is really highlighted in the uh, during the chagim during the holidays of uh, Pesach, Shavuot, Sukkot. Uh, those are those are really uh, days of simcha, and so during those days, there's a question of how much 
Uh, first of all, during those days, if there's a burial before the holiday, so then uh, Shiva's canceled. You only have Shiva for a few days. You don't have Shiva for all seven days. If, uh, if, if, the, if the burial takes place two days before the holiday, so then you only have two days of Shiva. Uh, it's not seven days. Um, if it happens on the holiday, if the burial takes place on the holiday itself, uh, during Cholomoe, during the intermediary days, so then again, as we mentioned before, it gets pushed off till after the holiday. It, it, it does not, it's not included as one, as opposed to Shabbos where it is included as one of the seven days. When it comes to the Chagim, it is not, one of the, when it comes to the holidays, it is not included in the seven days. Over here, it's not included either. Uh, as one of the, we, we don't say that the laws of mourning could be the same seven days as the, as, as the days of Sheva Brachos. We first have Sheva Brachos. That pushes aside the laws of mourning. And then afterwards, you have the Shiva. Again, there's a, a lot more to discuss here. Uh, a lot more that's found in other Gemaras as well. Uh, but, uh, that, that's all, that's all that we could cover for now. So the Gemara now says, Darsh of Yosef braid the Rava Mishmade Rava. Rav Yosef says in the name of Rava, Lo Shano Elashalo Baal. Of a Baal Ishto Yishene Ima. So now we get into this other issue. Uh, of the fact that now that they can't have sexual relations, we pointed out that for all seven, all 14 days they can't have sexual relations. Not only that, but they also cannot be living in uh, in the same house, alone, secluded. Now, where does this come from? So let's just take a step back. There is a concept called an Isser Yichud. There's an Isser Yichud. There's a prohibition for a man and a woman who are not allowed to be with each other. They're not allowed to have sexual relations with each other. There's a prohibition for them to be secluded alone in a room. That is a prohibition. The question becomes, well, uh, what about a couple where the wife is in Nida? She had her period and therefore... Uh, until she goes to the mikvah, they're not allowed to have sexual relations. Does that mean they have to live in two separate homes? The answer is no. They do not have to. And this is, it's going to come partially from this Gemara. Um, why don't they have to? Uh, so the idea is, is that if they're a couple, so uh, number one is that they are used to being with each other. Uh, they have, I guess there's less, there's this idea that there's less of a desire because they've already had sexual relations with each other. But in addition to that, there's also a concept of harchakos, that um, there are certain laws that exist between the husband and the wife where they're allowed to live in the same house, secluded, locked in the same house. But at the same time, there are laws that says that they are there to create a certain amount of distance between the husband and the wife, that they cannot um, relate to each other in the same exact way. They cannot sleep in the same bed. Uh, they cannot pass things to one another directly. There are many, many halachos, laws that have to do with creating this, a, a level of distance, uh, also a level, a certain amount of, uh, that there's a change, that the, the, there's, there's a change occurring here so that they know, that they're aware that they cannot engage in sexual relations. Um, but they're allowed to, but as a result of that, they're allowed to live in the same house, even though for everybody else, there would be this concept of an iser yichud of a prohibition for them to be living in the same. Uh, they they cannot be uh, secluded, even for a small amount of time, uh, in in one place. When it comes to a couple, we say that they're allowed to stay together, uh, provided that uh, they they uh, that they keep these laws of of where there's a certain amount of distance, so that they recognize that they're not allowed to engage in sexual relations. Um, so over here. During all these entire 14 days, this seems to be an exception to this rule. They just got married, um, and uh, we'll see exactly why this occurs, but they, they just got married, 
um, and we say that they have to be they have to be in two separate places. So they, they cannot they cannot be alone together in one house. And Rava says that this is only true if they didn't have sexual relations. But if they had sexual relations, then they could stay in the same house. But the Gemara says, I understand. But that's not the case here. We said explicitly the cases where they had sexual relations before the Sheva Brachos. That they did have sexual relations. So how, how, what is he talking about? So the answer is no. The case is where uh, one's wife was in Nida. And Rav is saying that if they first got married, and this happens sometimes, let's say they got married and the wife is in Nida. She had her period, and therefore at the wedding itself, they're not allowed to have sexual relations. So until she goes to the mikvah, so they really are not allowed to be secluded. They're not allowed to be secluded because they never had part one. They never had part one where they are used to being with each other, where they're used to having sexual relations with each other. And so therefore we say that uh, because they never had sexual relations before, they have to, um, they have to have this uh, separation. They have to have, they cannot be uh, secluded in the same house because out of this concern that they will have sexual relations and there's a prohibition to have it. Uh, and so therefore they would have to wait um, to be alone. What we do is practically perhaps we have um, uh, kids that are also in, in, the, in the house with them. We want to make sure that they're not alone. Uh, and so therefore, that law actually continues to apply today when uh, there are such weddings. It's uh, not as common today, uh, but uh, it does it does happen from time to time that you'll have a wedding where uh, she will be in Nida. She will have had her period and therefore they can't have sexual relations until she goes to the mikvah. Um, and so that's what Rav is saying, that this only applies, this concept only applies by Nida uh, when she has a period, if they never had sexual relations before, i.e. in the very beginning of their marriage. But once they had it, so then they're allowed to stay in the same house together. That's not a problem, as we mentioned before. However, when it comes to the case of uh, the laws of mourning, when it comes to the case of uh, where they have the wedding, uh, and then they have Sheva Brachos, and then they have the Shiva, and during the Sheva Brachos itself, they still are not allowed to have sexual relations, that even applies. They, they're not allowed to be secluded alone even after they had sexual relations. There's a difference between nida on the one hand and our case of the wedding on the other hand where uh, there still is this prohibition to have sexual relations during the Sheva Brachos even though and, and they can't live with each other. They can't live under the same roof. They cannot be secluded um, during this time period even though they had sexual relations already. So the Gemara says how could we equate the two how could we not equate the two of Ketani? But it uses a language that equates the two. So the Gemara answers, no, it doesn't really mean v'chein and also in all aspects. It just means that uh, in all other aspects, we, we, we are comparing uh, the case of nida and the case of the wedding. But it's not true that if, if she becomes a nida and she had, they already had sexual relations, so then they, they don't have to... They can still live under the same roof and be secluded. It's not a problem. So the Gemara now will try to figure out, well, what's the difference between the laws of mourning and when she is in Nida? It sounds like from our Gemara. The Gemara says, Lamemra, Davilas Kila Lemi Nida. It sounds from what we're just saying that people take the laws of mourning less seriously than the laws of Nida. Why? Because when it comes to mourning, the laws of mourning, we say that even after they have had sexual relations, they still cannot live uh, if it's during that first week, first two weeks of marriage, they cannot 
live um, in the same house. They can't be secluded with each other. There's this concern that they're going to violate the law. However, when it comes to Nida, once they have sexual relations, so then there is no such concern. They're allowed to be secluded with each other. So it sounds like from our Gemara, at this stage of the Gemara, that we, we people were concerned that people take the laws of mourning less seriously. That's what it sounds like. The Gemara now is going to say, but we know the opposite from other areas of law, that it's the opposite. We mentioned the concept of harchakos before, that um, there are certain laws that were put into place when a person's wife is, uh, a husband's wife is uh, in Nida, she she had her period and they cannot engage in sexual relations. So then they also have to, uh, they're, allowed, they're allowed to be secluded with each other, they're allowed to live in the same home. Uh, but there are other laws that apply. So the Gemara will say here, we'll see that there's some laws that apply by Anida, but not when it comes to the laws of mourning, not during the week of Shiva. What does the Gemara say? Vahamar, Rebizak Barchani, Namar of Huna, Rebhuna says, Kom lachash isha, osa labayla, nida, osa labayla, chutz mimuzikas hakos, vatzal samita, varchatus panav yadav raglav. If she is in Nida, if she had her period, and they cannot have sexual relations, so then she's allowed to do everything, she's allowed to prepare the house in every single way, Except for the fact that she cannot pour for him uh, a cup, she cannot pour for him to give him uh, a cup to drink from, or with regards to preparing the beds, or with regards to bathing uh, his hands and his feet, uh, that does not apply uh, because that's part of the distancing that has to occur, uh, and so that applies when it comes to the laws of nida v'ilu gabe avelus tanya. But when it comes to the laws of mourning. When it comes to the laws of mourning, we don't have such distancing. She's allowed to do all of these things. She is allowed to do these things. She could pour a cup for him. She could make his bed. She could uh, wash his hands and his feet. That that itself is not a problem. So we see that when it comes to the, we see the exact opposite. That there's more of a distance when it comes to the laws of nida than when it comes to the laws of mourning. So it seems to be a contradiction. So on the one hand, we say that if they already had sexual relations, they're allowed to stay in the same house if she's in nida, but they have to, but they cannot be secluded when it comes to the laws of mourning, if it's the very beginning of the marriage. But at the same time, when it comes to the laws of distancing, there aren't laws. We don't find the laws of distancing and and separation when it comes to the laws when when they're in shiva, but we do find it when she's in nida. So the more answer is no, low kasha, we'll see that there will see that there'll really be two answers here. We'll first have one answer, analyze it, and then we'll get to the second answer. Lokasha It depends. Who is in mourning? The Gemara now wants to say that when he is in mourning, when the husband is in mourning, so then we have these concerns. And it sounds like these concerns exist. At this stage of the Gemara, not just at the beginning of the marriage, but throughout their marriage. That if he is in mourning, then they cannot uh, be secluded. The husband and wife cannot be secluded because there's this concern that they will violate the law and have sexual relations during the Shiva. Talking about a normal case of Shiva. At this stage of the Gemara, it sounds like if he is in mourning, then we're concerned. If she is in mourning, so then she is in mourning and and, and they, they take it differently. They take the mourning differently. They take the laws of how to express the mourning more seriously, and so the women will take it <coughs> more seriously, and there is no such concern. And so therefore, it comes out that when he's in mourning, so then uh, the they, they cannot be in the same house uh, at all. They, they cannot be secluded, 
But when she's in mourning, not only are they allowed to be secluded, but also even the laws of distancing, of of having a certain level, a certain amount of, of change in routine doesn't apply. Even though that does apply when she's in Nida, it does not apply when she is the one who is in mourning. The Gemara says, But in in the case of the wedding, it even discussed the case where she was in mourning. No, that's with regards to the other laws, not with regards to the laws of living in two separate in two separate places. So the Gemara now asks, well, is this even true? Do we really say that there's a difference between his mourning and her mourning? Is that really true? Again, this is all according to the first answer. Essentially, the Gemara was discussing, they, they mentioned a Brisa. Again, a Brisa is from the Mishnah, from the time period of the Mishnah. A Brisa which is discussing what happens if a person's mother-in-law or father-in-law passes away, whether it's the husband's mother-in-law or father-in-law, whether it's the wife's mother-in-law or father-in-law. How much mourning does a son-in-law or daughter-in-law observe? So, the Brisa says, that uh, they shouldn't, uh, the wife shouldn't put in, put on, uh, the daughter-in-law shouldn't put on uh, makeup, but they're, while, we'll see, while they are with the husband or while they're with their spouse, the wife, uh, they, they observe the laws of mourning, but not when they are, not when they are, um, not in front of them, as we'll, as we'll see in a second. But it makes no mention of, of this distinction. It just talks about the two cases. It never, it doesn't make any distinction about the fact that they would have to be in separate homes, that they would, they can't be living under the same roof, they didn't. Do, they don't differentiate between whether he is the husband is in mourning or whether the wife is in mourning. So the Mariana says, "No, you have to put that in there. You have to put. You have to add that line. That line is missing. You have to add that line. Tani who You have to include that line. Ah, oh, But the Bryce equates his mourning and her mourning. That, that's really talking about the makeup. Whether she's allowed to put on, she's allowed to put on makeup." But it says that they're allowed to be together. What does it mean that they're allowed to be together? Doesn't that mean that they're allowed to be in the same home, in the same bed together? Lo, ima babayis. It just means that they're allowed to be when when they're in the same house. So then, not in the same room, in the same bed, but when they're in the same house with others around. So then they have to observe the laws of mourning. And this actually is a, is a law which doesn't apply today. Today we say that the reason why the spouse has to observe the laws of mourning in front of uh, their their spouse that is in in mourning, that is in shiva, uh, is because it's out of respect to their spouse. But today we say that uh, a husband, let's say the husband's in mourning, so then he will be mochel, he will um, uh, forgive and let his wife not observe mourning. And the same thing is true vice versa. If the wife is in mourning, she will also allow her husband not to observe it. And so therefore today we say it's, it's not, they don't observe uh, mourning, even if they're in front of each other. They don't observe the laws of mourning. Um, so they, in the end of the day, they don't. Uh, but the whole point behind this, again, this is all the first answer. This is all within the first answer. Uh, answer number one is saying that there's a hierarchy here. When he is in mourning, we are very concerned. And therefore they cannot, even if it's later on in marriage, um, they've been married for many, many years, they cannot live in the same, uh, they cannot be secluded in the same room. Um, 
Then there's the next level of if she's in Nida, again, they cannot have sexual relations, they can live in the same house, but there are laws of harchakos, of distancing, uh, that they have to they have to change their routine. And then if she's in mourning, the next level is if she's in mourning, so then none of this applies. If she's in mourning, she's taking it very seriously. It impacts her in, in, in a different type of way, and, and she takes it more seriously. Um, and as such... Uh, they're allowed to. They're allowed to be in the same house. They're allowed to be in the same room, secluded, um, and they don't even have to observe the laws of the change in routine of and of distancing of, of in terms of how they relate to one another. That's all. Answer number one. So we'll discuss answer number two. We're going above the twenty minute mark, and I apologize for that. But just to conclude this topic, Rav Ashi Amar, Rav Ashi has a totally different understanding. He says, "No, me come damas avelusa da hachal avelusa da alma." The truth is, says Ravashi, that no, even when he is in a state of mourning, the only reason why our case is different, whether it's him or her, there's no distinction whether he's the husband's in mourning, whether the wife is in mourning, if it's at the very beginning of the marriage, like our case, where there are there's a change in laws, uh, and, and that we sort of push off the Avelis, the, the Shiva, we push, push off the laws of mourning by seven days. We have the wedding first, and then we have Sheva Brachos, and we push off the, the seven days of mourning. <coughs> so that's a such scenario where uh, we it looks like we're we're being more lenient with regards to the laws of mourning. It's being pushed off, and as such, there's a concern. But with regards to any other time period where, where the husband is in mourning or the wife is in mourning, so then we're not concerned. In a regular case, we are not concerned. Really, we assume that we hold that when it comes to the laws of nida, if she, if the wife is in nida, so then there are the, these concepts of, of harchakos, of having this change of routine and and how they how the husband and wife interact with each other to make sure that they do not engage in sexual relations. But it's not true when they're in mourning. When they're in mourning, whether it's the husband in mourning or the wife is in mourning, that they take much more seriously, even though even though the punishment is not nearly as severe. Nida has a very severe punishment. Uh, when she had her period and they, they, they engage in sexual relations, it has a severe punishment. But it's, it's less, much less severe when they're in mourning, in a state, state of mourning. But they take it more seriously. Uh, so perhaps emotionally, psychologically, they, they take it more seriously. What is the leniency in our case? Asks the Gemara. My Kula, what's the leniency in our case that, that we, the rabbis, have said that we're being more lenient and as such we're concerned that they themselves will also not take it as seriously and therefore they have to live in Two separate places. If it's the idea, what was the leniency? If the idea is that they were able to engage in sexual relations before the burial, well, that's not so simple because that might, uh, the laws of mourning don't apply until after the burial. The laws of mourning don't apply before the burial. That happens to be, we don't have time for this. There's a big discussion whether or not that's true. Do the laws of mourning apply from the time period of the death to the burial? We know that it definitely applies after the burial. Whether it's after the discussion is whether it's after they left the house or after the actual burial. Um, uh, but uh, does it apply even beforehand, right after uh, the relative passed away? So if it does apply, it's not called Avelis. It's not called Shiva. It's called something else. It's the time period of Aninos. It's a different time period. And it's viewed as something else, but it's not the regular laws of mourning. So that can't be it. Rather, what's the leniency? 
The leniency is, as we mentioned before, the fact that they first have, have seven days of celebration of the wedding of Sheva Brachos, and only afterwards do they have seven days of mourning. That's pushing that off. And so therefore, because we are being much more lenient, uh, so specifically in this case, and only in this case do we say that they have to then live in two separate homes, but if it was any other time period with it where one spouse is in mourning, then we wouldn't say such a thing. We would never say such a thing, and they're allowed to, they're allowed to be secluded in one house and one room. And they don't even have to, they, they wouldn't have to observe these laws of separation as well, of uh, the, the laws of separation that were discussed in, in our Gemara itself. Okay, that concludes this entire discussion. Our entire, we, we finished Dalad Amabez. We did it in two recordings. <coughs> Daf Dalad, page four. And it really concludes this entire topic of, of scenarios where we uh, have the wedding earlier than expected. Uh, we were just discussing for the entire, these entire two recordings about the case where uh, a relative, uh, a father or mother pass away right before the wedding. Uh, the Gemara will now discuss a new topic. We'll, we'll begin to discuss a new topic for Daf Hey.